Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the writer and creator of the comic, Luchador Chapter One, currently on Kickstarter, Wes Allard, with Last Bastion Studios. Welcome, Wes. Hi, Caitlin. Nice to be here. Thank you for coming. Um, But outside my introduction, who is Wes Allard, and what are you about? Oh, uh... Um, I, I guess long and short of it is, is I'm a little bit of a wild man who just does what he enjoys. And <laughs> I think that's probably the easiest way to put it. Um, okay, well, what is Luchador about and what should the readers expect in chapter one? So I grew up on a pretty heavy diet of professional wrestling, crime fiction, and comic books. My parents were super huge on me reading all the time, and they kind of didn't care what I read as long as I was reading. And comic books were just sort of this great transitionary thing for me as a kid um, to reading like actual books and novels and stuff. Mm -hmm. I I had trouble at one point sort of generating the images to go with the words that I was reading from a book but a comic book sort of helped me do that along the way anyways um yeah I I basically sort of created a little love letter to crime fiction um lucha libre professional wrestling and comic books and that's what you sort of get um yeah well I was interested in your comic when I saw that it, I guess, infused the Lucha Libre culture in Mm -hmm. there, which I hadn't seen before, which I thought was really interesting. So how has the Lucha Libre culture played a role in your life? Why was it so important to shine a light on it with the mask and the cultural references in this comic? Well, part of it is, is that's just something that I grew up with. I I watched so much of it on TV. I, I didn't have... Um, cable or anything growing up we had rabbit ears and so I could get very few channels in and one of those was the Spanish channel and there was Lucha Libre on all the time and I would just be transfixed watching these guys fly around and everything like that I also grew up in very predominantly Mexican neighborhoods and so I was introduced to a lot of these things through all my friends and family and um, I used to watch all the movies about these luchadors who you know, like El Santo and Blue Demon who are fighting gangsters, but there were just things about those movies that never quite made sense or connected to me. Like, why aren't these gangsters shooting at these guys? Like, what, why is everybody decided to engage them in a fist fight? So on and so forth. And, um, and it just being such a dominant love of mine and something that I, I grew up with, I, I feel like everybody likes luchadors, but they don't know anything else about it beyond that. And I don't mm-hmm. think anybody really sort of thinks about it other than luchadors and a pro wrestling ring. And I was trying to take it somewhere else. Yeah, because um, with the copy you sent me, um, as I was reading it, I was like, what is it about these masks that, I mean, obviously the masks are made to to be intimidating, but like everyone's kind of like, scared of when they put the mask on or they always want to constantly take it off like they do in in the wrestling when you actually see the wrestling happening so I I thought that was really interesting as well exactly so that was actually one of the things for me that I was 
trying to, that I tried to do with this comic is I try to make the sort of connections between these big burly dudes and the way they fight and, uh, you know, uh, not only the way they fight, but their goal of, you know, they're constantly trying to rip each other's mask off. Uh And so I tried to look at this as, as a, um, I tried to explain it and I tried to give it a reason. And I, for me, pro wrestling and superheroes, they kind of operate in the same world. It's sort of these very, uh, very soap opera like dramas and 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 big dudes fighting with these crazy finishing moves and everything like that and so for me I kind of turned it into a kind of superhero thing where when these guys are wearing their mask they are bulletproof they are extra strong they are extra fast but as the mask gets destroyed or when it gets pulled off they return to being back into a normal human and they're just as vulnerable as you or I are. And so that was sort of the main premise that I worked with. And then I ran with the idea of, okay, if somebody had these sort of powers, they would probably be very tempted into a life of crime. Mm -hmm. And so I started fusing all these elements together and that's where I, and that's how I came up with Luchador. And that's what I'm so excited about is I, I really don't think I've seen that anywhere else well no I take that back um there was a book that I read at one point by I want to say her name is Krista Faust and it's called Hood Town and uh, I won't say that she she didn't give pro wrestlers you know superpowers or anything but she did sort of marry these people who wear masks in with this sort of crime-like world and I really I think that there are probably some elements of that that influenced me as well. Um, I also saw that the comic is gonna be available in English and in Spanish. So how important was it to have, for it to be accessible? Like you you have it, you're mentioning and referencing um, a huge part of Mexican culture. So it would make mm-hmm. sense to have it in Spanish. So other than that, I mean, what, how, how important was it to have it accessible in multiple languages? Uh, it's actually really important to me. I, I've spent a lot of time in Mexico through not just travel, but work. And, um, and I've got a lot of Latin friends and Spanish speaking friends and, um, you know, a lot of deeper culture who don't speak English as their primary language. Mm-hmm. And they enjoy comic books as much as I do. But what I found out is really the only thing that they have are kind of second, like, it's almost like Marvel and DC treat Latin America as an afterthought. Uh And they sort of are like, oh, yeah, just run a Google Translate over whatever thing we've got laying around and send it down there. And that's sort of what they have down there. And I feel like that's really sad and you're you're really cutting a lot of people out of out of something that can be shared and culturally enjoyed. And um, and yeah, and I feel like if anybody's gonna really understand and and like these concepts that I'm bringing um, that I'm bringing together, it's gonna be people of a Latin culture with like a history of lucha libre, et cetera. So yeah, very important for me to make it available in, in two languages. Yeah, because when I think of um, the Latin culture, 
in any form of media, like mass media, um, is always, we, we, I guess we use their language like slang or uh, we may use a couple of Spanish words here and there, but we don't have anything actually for the Latin community to consume themselves. You know, like having something completely in the Spanish language or for them specifically, or made someone who was, who was like born in it or raised in the culture and it made something for, like that involves them completely throughout the entire thing, not just in certain sections or in certain panels. Yeah, like I like I said, it it, it very much comes off to me as sort of an afterthought, and I I find that I find that sad, really, mm -hmm. and um, and you know, uh, like I said, I I grew up in I grew up in these neighborhoods that were predominantly Mexican, predominantly Spanish speaking first, you know, most of my my neighbors, most of my friends growing up live, uh, spoke two languages and in their house, it was primarily Spanish. And that was like I said, that was part of my access to all of this, this culture that that I love and have have spent so much of my life around, you know, and, um, and, and yeah, and it, it really is I mean, I think it's, I think it's indicative of a, of a, of a thought pattern that's sadly replicated in a lot of different places as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so how has your journey been with collaborating with other artists on this project? I, I really love it. So, um, August Calcagno, the artist um, doing the pencils and inks, he's an Argentinian, an Argentinian from Buenos Aires, and we've worked together almost exclusively online. I've never actually gotten to meet him in person, um, but many a Zoom calls, many a emails and phone calls back and forth, and uh, it's fantastic working with him. We have a really good rapport, and when I when I write, I the way I write my scripts, I don't, I, I try not to box my artist in. Um, I don't say, you know, like close up on this or, you know, I give them a lot of freedom to move. And um, I'm always open to new ideas. I'm not so jealous of my script or certain things that I've called out that I can't hear, hear out another idea and maybe adapt or change and that's something August has been great about especially as far as character design and things go we haven't always seen exactly eye to eye on on certain aspects of it but he's he he's as excited about the project as I am and so when you have somebody as excited as you are um it's consistently a joy to work on it doesn't it's not a chore you know yeah completely understand um what advice would you offer to other comic writers and creators you wish someone told you when you first started in your career? Um, man, I, I think one of the biggest things I wish somebody would have told me was you need to go out and live life a little. Uh -huh. You know, you've got to go out, you've got to experience things, you've got to do things, you've got to be brave, say yes, and and kind of 
throw yourself into the world because once you do, you start experiencing these very real things, these very real emotions, these very real, very real scenarios. You run into such a wide array of people that not only does it open your mind, but it opens up your ability to tell uh, to tell your truth in a lot of different ways, is what I would say. Um, I, I definitely wish somebody would have told me that, <laughs> that as I jumped out. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with that as well. Uh, I feel like it allows your work to evolve in a way as well and to, I guess, maybe when you have an idea, you can elaborate on it a lot more and explain it better to people and even to yourself when you, when you, I guess, draw it or write it out, like it makes more sense because maybe you lived through it, maybe you witnessed it, mm -hmm. it, like it makes more sense to you as a creator, whereas if you try to do it when you were like 16 or 22, 25, it would have been something made up in your head, whereas when you were when you turn 30, you know, from a 30 year old's perspective is different from when you were 16, when you were 22. For so, sure. Yeah, it, it, the work matures, you mature as an artist, as a person, and it, you can see it in your work. So yeah, definitely living your life is, is can be better for your work. Yeah, actually, one of the, the proudest moments, I guess I could say that I have is in the in the luchador script there's an office scene that august had read and he was getting ready to start the layouts on the page and he goes hey i got a question and i go what's that he goes did this actually happen to you and i said yeah it did he goes oh okay i thought i could tell it just came off so real <laughs> and i was like okay yeah and i and i think that that's exactly what i mean is you know you start putting the more you put elements of yourself into your work, the more truthful it is. And the more, and I, I think the more people connect to it. I think, I think people connect to people who are, you know, sharing their truth, you know? Yeah. That office scene, I can definitely uh, identify with. I mean, it wasn't as aggressive, <laughs> but I, I've definitely been in those situations where I had to do something for other people. And I'm like, I have my own work to do, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, my last question for you, Wes, is what is your idea of success? I ask that because as creators, um, if we're not getting regular paychecks from a full-time job or making consistent revenue from our art, we're considered failures. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on the back burner or give them up altogether because this career can be highly intimidating or competitive. So what is your idea of quote-unquote success? Man, I'm I'm really glad you asked that question and even framed it that way because I, I think you're 100% correct. A lot of people do look at an artist and think if you haven't made like a million dollars, then you're not a success. I don't personally feel that way at all. I feel I feel my success is completing each and every issue. Like each and every issue is a is a success in and of itself to me. Mm -hmm. Being a comic book maker and a storyteller has been like a dream of mine ever since I was a kid. And somewhere at some point, you know, I, I, I thought it was impossible. And now that I'm seeing that it's possible, every little thing that I do 
Um, every little thing that I complete just, you know, makes me feel happier and happier and energizes me to do another one, you know, whether a million people are reading it or not, you know, um, uh, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing this, you know, until the day I die. Um, maybe I'm just a stubborn, crazy fool, but, uh, it really does just make me happy to tell these stories, to collaborate with people and to make comics and toys and stuff. So yeah, that's success to me. I'm, I'm successful. I can definitely say that. Yeah, I agree on completing projects. For me, I tell people is um, persistence over consistency. Consistent is like you do the same thing every day, whereas persistence, you may not do it every single day, but it's, it's, as long as some point you complete it, you know, you may have to change it up. You might have to adapt because this happened in real life and you had to do that first over this project that you wanted to do. But, you know, as long as you finish that script, as long as you finish that that panel, as long as you finish the, the book or whatever it may be, it can be a chore that you put off at home. As long as you mm -hmm. finish it or complete it and get it done and over with, you'll definitely feel better that you'll want to move on to other things and want to complete them as well. So it's more of persistence over consistency is what I tell people all the time, at least in my case, that makes me feel successful. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if I, you know, if I wasn't able to sort of complete something, um, no, nah, I don't know. I, I complete whatever I set my mind to just because I'm that stubborn. So <laughs> I don't know, you know? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a stubborn kind of, kind of fool. So, uh, if I want to do it, I'm just, I'm going to do it whether, whether people are telling me to or not. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I like, uh, I like uh, the idea of persistence. Um, for me, it's, it's, uh, I would say it's a persistence through consistency, kind of. Um, I, I specifically tell myself every day when I get up, I'm going to write two pages, I'm going to, you know, write two pages, read 25, like, that's like a minimum basic chore. And whether or not those pages are good, at least I wrote two pages now maybe they turn into something more maybe they just get tossed away but I'm getting something out and I'm consistently you know honing my craft whether or not it becomes a full-blown project or not so yeah I, I tried doing that <laughs> but then I get burnt out or I just get bored <laughs> with it so I, then I just leave it alone like um, I said, I'm I'm a stubborn fool. So, <laughs> uh, is there anything else you wanted to push for Luchadora Chapter One? Uh, maybe discuss rewards for potential backers. Um, yeah, absolutely. So we have the wraparound cover, the regular edition, in English and Spanish. We also have sketch covers that we're planning on doing as well. Um, we've got some limited edition posters, T-shirts, pin sets. Uh, the only thing I don't have up there right now is custom masks. So um, yeah, I, uh, I highly encourage anybody and everybody to go check it out and at least get yourself a t-shirt because they're pretty darn cool. So, <laughs> and you'll get a digital copy of the comic at the very least with it. So 
All right. Uh, again, I want to thank writer and creator of the comic Luchador Chapter One, currently on Kickstarter, Wes Allard with Last Bastion Studios. I highly recommend our listeners to give the Kickstarter a look, share, and or back if they can. Also, Last Bastion Studios socials will be listed in this episode's details alongside the Kickstarter link. Again, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbud Podcast. Thank you. <laughs>